Hey everybody, it's Mary with Sniff Dog Talks Dogs. I hope everyone's doing well today. Um, I drive by my friend's house every day, going to work and from work, and I think all the time about all the stories over the years that we have swapped back and forth, um, because she's a pet sitter and I'm a pet sitter. Um, I do work, excuse me, I do work part-time now in a uh, financial planning firm, which is totally different, but, um, and I still pets it all the time. So, uh, but we, you know, I, I did it full time for so many years, for decades, and um, we've had so many stories back and forth. And it just got me thinking about, um, you know, when people get a dog, and I would hear this at the shop, they would want to know what I thought about um, kennels versus pet sitters. And uh, so I figured today we could talk about pet sitters. So of course, it's closer to my heart, but. Um, But anyways, there's a lot of pros to picking, um, you know, a pet sitter over a kennel. Um, There's some cons. I do think there's advantages to both. I think a mixture is good. Um, Your dog being able to go to a kennel successfully is a good thing. Um, There could be situations where you can't always get a pet sitter. Um, You know, emergencies come up or whatnot or, um, you know, you you travel with your dog and something happens and they have to go into a kennel or they're in a uh, veterinary situation similar to a kennel. Um, you know, so crate training is always good. Um, some people think that, you know, crate training is just for housebreaking, but always a good idea to have it that, you know, your dog through their life is always okay going in a kennel. It helps with grooming. And, and like I said, with going to the vet and if you need to kennel them, um, you know, but how do you find a pet sitter? Word of mouth is, is usually the best thing I think. Um, you know, you have, somebody that you trust, you know, you have their, um, their recommendation. You know, I know that for me and my friend Kim, there were a lot of, a lot of our clients all know each other. You know, you, you get into like a little group. Um, I had someone who owned a hair salon that, um, didn't have a dog, so I didn't pets it for them, but they recommended me. So, um, you know, I had a, a lot of clients that way. Um, you know, it was, they trusted her, they knew her forever. She knew me. So, you know, it's kind of that instant rapport, but, um, you know, you always want to make sure that, that you do your due diligence, that you interview them. Number one thing people would always say is, oh my God, I love how my dog loves you. You know, I love how we feel about my dog. And, um, you know, it's great. I always laugh and say, you know, I have no idea what people look like. You know, I know, I know exactly what their dogs look like and, but barely even notice the people. But, um, you know, it's, it's so important to go and do that first meet and greet. And it's just as important for me to go and meet the, you know, see the dog in in their own environment and how they interact with the people and find out about the house and all the particulars. And, you know, I have a contract that I go over and I'm always asking the questions, you know, where's, you know, where's the fuse box located? Where's the fire extinguisher? And, you know, all that about the alarm system and the vet care and the food. And I always tell people the vet and the food is the most important information, any medications, um, you know, what their routines are, anything weird in the house. Sometimes they stay at clients' houses. Other times I'm just going in once or twice a day, three times a day, four times a day. Um, you know, there's all different ways to do it. Um, should you hire that kid down the street? That's up to you. Um, they, you know, again, going back to the stories that Kim and I would, would share, um, I would be very careful and and I'm not, I'm, I'm all for entrepreneurial spirit and, and, um, you know, helping out, um, you know, your friends, kids and, and babysitters and whatnot. 
I just, from what I've seen with dogs being unpredictable, um, injuries can come up quickly, illnesses come up quickly. Um, you know, it's just a level of responsibility that I, I think is, is best left to someone with, with, um, you know, quite a bit of life experience, pet owning experience, um, you know, as well as driving experience. Um, you know, I know I've, I've heard of people when they've had, you know, a kid that was taking care of their dog and, you know, something came up and they had to wait for a ride, you know, didn't have a driver's license, didn't have their car, didn't have a car, um, to drive. So that's something to be, to be aware of. Um, you know, there's just lots of different aspects to it. Um, but definitely getting that word of mouth, um, and your own gut instinct, you know, there are sometimes like, I, I mean, I know, you know, you have to, when I started pet sitting, it was so different. It was so long ago and it was kind of a rare thing. You do what is what people would ask. You, you go and you take people's dogs out and walk them. Um, you know, so it was a little bit different 20 years ago. Now it's, you see like all the, the cars picking the dogs up and, and all that. And that's a whole nother story. Um, I'm talking about pet sitting where it's the one-on-one and someone comes to your house and, you know, they walk your dog, put your dog back in your house or stay at your house, you know, just kind of live at your house. Um, you know, that's the kind of, kind of pet sitting that I'm talking about, kind of dog walking, not the, the, um, you know, a million at a time, you know, going and, and picking up five different dogs and taking them to a dog park. Um, that's not the kind of pet sitting that, that I do that I've ever done. Um, but you know, you do, you do that interview and, and you let, you have to be honest with people though. I mean, I've had things happen. One dog I remember, his name was Big Murphy. He was a big, huge lab. He was a monster lab. Um, really sweet, but he was a just big, galumpy, big yellow lab. And, um, he was on medication for his ears and, and, um, he was fine with the pill. He was, he was fine with the, with the pills taking those cause he ate anything in sight. And she had just said, just, you know, pop the eardrops in his ear. Well, he almost took my face off. Um, when I, you know, spoke with her, I, you know, she had said, oh, he was fine, you know, no problem. When I talked with her and, and let her know what happened, um, she said, oh, yeah, we, it, my husband wrestles him to the ground and I put the, put the drops in. So I don't, I don't really know what she thought was going to happen miraculously with me, um, that I was all of a sudden going to be superhuman and be able to get that done safely um, or pleasantly. You know, and sometimes people think, well, you're a professional, so my dog should behave differently with you. And, and to a certain extent, they they might. Um, but, you know, there's certain things, like something like that, he was not, it wasn't that it was he was going to be fine for the vet or pet sitter or something like that. But, um, you know, so, so you really want to pray that people are being honest with you. One dog... Um, the wooden, the woman, it, it was a last minute kind of thing. And, um, she was in a bind and they were going away and I agreed to it and, you know, the dog seemed fine and everything. And, and when I got there and they weren't there, it was like a completely different dog and ended up biting the neighbor and it was just crazy. And it, it turns out that the dog had a brain tumor that she didn't tell me about. Um, you know, so that that really would have been valuable information to know, um, you know, my, my friend Kim, she showed up at a house and the house was on fire. Um, she ended up going in to get a cat out and she ended up on oxygen and the cat ended up on oxygen and, and the cat was fine and Kim was fine. But, um, yeah, there's, there's all kinds of things that can happen, you know, so you do, you want to make sure that, that you have the right person in place that, that knows your house and knows you and, 
I've met so many great people in the, you know, the pet sitting world and, um, you know, people that they, they get into it because they love animals and, you know, they want to be self-employed and, you know, they just like spending the time during the day with the animals and having flexibility and whatnot. Um, it's hard though, because, you know, most pet sitters, they're busy on the holidays. You don't have time off. Um, you know, some people they'll, you know, grab like a, a family member or a kid or, you know, somebody to help them out. And, and that, you know, a lot of times that works perfectly fine. You know, I don't mean to be the party of no, but, um, you know, I, I remember one time it was, it was years ago and, um, it was a woman, I was friends with this woman, um, who was another pet sitter. We were, we were pretty friendly and she was telling me it was 4th of July and she was driving, you know, doing her rounds and whatnot. And it was about 11 or 12, you know, in the afternoon, it was 4th of July. It was really hot. And she was driving by someone's house who she knew that had called her about pet sitting. And she had said, you know, she couldn't do the job and she saw their barn completely closed up and she stopped and um, the horses were inside. They hadn't been let out yet. They were banging, you know, like trying to break down the doors and um, they're really in, in distress. And it turns out that it was another pet sitter in town that we knew. Um, she had taken the job on and she had um, passed it along to her daughter who was like 16 or 17, maybe 18 at the time. And um, she decided to go down to the Cape instead. And she just didn't say anything to anyone. She just left and didn't make any provisions for the pets. So, um, you know, it was, you have to be careful, you know, you just, you just have to be careful and do your due diligence and, um, you know, and when you find that right pets that are, you know, you treat them right and, you know, it's a nice job. I mean, I've had jobs that, I mean, I, I've had the same jobs for 10 years. Um, you know, I've seen people, you know, from a puppy to, you know, putting their dog down and then back to a puppy again. Um, you know, so once you get that relationship going, it, it just, things just, it's smooth and things just go. And, um, you know, you just, it, it's just, it's really a lot of fun. Um, you know, it just really is good. And and it's not to say that, that kenneling doesn't have its place either. Um, kenneling does have its place. I've, I've had some jobs where I've, I've had some jobs where I've, I've picked the dog up in one house and dropped him off at another, you know, when it, when it's been like, um, like a divorce situation, had another where I went to feed the cats and I found two dogs there. Someone had picked them up the kennel and dropped them off and I was supposed to take care of them. I'd never met the dogs. So, um, it's all kinds of crazy stuff that happens, but, um, so you, you've got to, you know, you really want to find somebody that can handle stuff like that. Um, you know, I'm just trying to think of some of these situations that have gone on. I mean, one time I was staying at a house and, and it was a Sunday. This is no lie. It was a Sunday and all of a sudden, this racket that you couldn't even imagine, and the dogs were going crazy, and it turns out it was um, a roofing company showed up with a dumpster, and they started ripping the roof off. Um, and they were shocked when they found out that I didn't know anything about it. I said, no, they didn't bother to tell me. Um, you know, people think that when the pet sitter's there is the perfect time to have work done on their house, and that actually can be the worst time to have work done. Because you've got, you know, the situation of you're away. So that can be a little different for your dog. And then you have someone new there. And then you have workers coming in. And, you know, dogs can, you know, they can get anxious. They can bolt the door. You know, there's all kinds of things. The stress level builds. Um, you know, so that, that can just be unpleasant for everybody, actually. So not always the best time to do that. But, um, 
But yeah, I mean, there's all different scenarios that you that you get worked out. I've shared jobs with, um, you know, some other pet sitters. Um, I've done some jobs where I'm staying at the house, and now that I work part time, um, you know, the dogs will go to daycare. I'll drop them off at daycare and pick them up, or uh, you know, someone will come. You know, the daycare place will come and pick them up. So, um, so there's all different different things that can happen. I have. I have these two clients right now that know each other and their dogs play together and they're thinking that when they go away um, for a February vacation, April vacation, that I can just take care of both dogs at one house. So that is something that I am interested to see if that would play out. I don't think it will. Um, I think each dog individually has a tendency to get a little attached. So um, one of them, I was picking her up at daycare about a week or two ago. And another dog that she knew came over to say hi, and she went crazy. She didn't like it. So, um, so it, it's interesting. There's a there's a lot of um, there's a lot of different things to take into consideration when you're looking at at um, who you're having interact with your dog and what the situation is. So, um, anyways, I'm rambling on about pet sitting, which is one of my favorite subjects. But um, so hopefully, it gave you some things to think about um, if you are thinking of hiring a pet sitter, um, you know, and if you have any questions or anything about it, you can always reach out, uh, info at sniffdog.com, I-N-F-O at S-N-I-F-F-D-A-W-G.com is the email, and we will see you uh, tomorrow for episode five. All right, have a good one.